Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. All right, everybody, welcome to the Big Ten Show. It is brought to you by Bookmaker. Check out our friends at bookmaker.eu. Great parlays, teasers, straight bets, and more. Easy ways to deposit with huge bonuses and easy payouts. Bookmaker.eu. Tweet at bookmaker underscore eu when you sign up, and they will get you $100 free, a bet just for signing up at bookmaker.eu. All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Big Ten Show. My co-host, Jeff Turn, decided not to come to work today, being a lazy guy. What else is new? I know I'm just kidding. Actually, his wife's having gallbladder surgery, so prayers for a smooth surgery and speedy recovery for his wife today. All right, but we got a cool show on hand. I'm going to be joined by an NFL Hall of Famer. You can see him right now, Mr. Isaac Bruce. I'm going to be asking him all sorts of questions. And we got some big-time college football games to talk about, especially in the Big Ten, a conference. All right, but first, I want to bring on my guest. All right, this guy really needs no intro- introduction, but for those who might uh, want to hear one, former teammate of mine, part of the greatest show on turf with the St. Louis Rams, also played with the Niners, 14-year NFL career, all-pro, four-time Pro Bowler, Super Bowl champion, Pro Football Hall of Famer, fifth all-time in the NFL with 15,208 receiving yards. Mr. Isaac Bruce, my friend, how you doing? Adam, I'm doing good, man. Uh, appreciate you having me on your show, uh, Big Ten Show. This is awesome. Uh, you know, like we said before the show started, it's been a while, man. So uh, yeah. good to see you. Uh, thanks for having me on. Yeah, it's really been, I think my rookie year was 07, something like that. So about 16 yeah. years, man. Um, so I, at the end of this, I'm just going to give you a heads up. I'm going to ask you a question. If you've got any embarrassing stories about yours truly, there is no filter. Share anything you want. Okay. Uh, have that in the back of your mind. But first, let's chat a little football. So when it comes to college football, the game is changing so much, so rapidly, so quickly. I want to get your thoughts on college football realignment, okay? I'm not even going to ask if it's good for college football or not because it doesn't matter. It's happening. But in general, what are your thoughts on college football realignment as a whole and how it will affect the game? Well, uh, as far as uh, the realignment, um, you know, I'm, I'm used to seeing probably what you're used to seeing. I mean, I'm used to seeing uh, short trips, uh, guys who probably play with each other in high school, playing against each other, uh, you know, at Alabama, at Auburn. Uh, but then, you know, with the alignment happening, you know, you get to see, uh, you know, maybe USC in the wintertime versus you know, the Ohio State Buckeyes, you know, that's kind of strange for our eyes to be taking a look at. Um, I think that, you know, this current step that has happened in college football, I think it's turned more into a preparatory. I mean, for for the people, uh, the guys and girls that want to be professionals, um, I think the professionalism is smacking them right in the face as far as the travel is concerned. I mean, you Mm -hmm. may have uh, nights where uh, Oregon is on the East Coast, and they have to play a game, you know, very early in the morning uh, for them, for their bodies. Their bodies probably haven't woke, uh, haven't awakened yet. But then after the game, travel back and maybe have class the next day. So I think uh, the, the, the prep part of it is, is, is right in their face. Uh, there's some a lot of adjustment that has to happen with it. Um, as far as the parents are concerned, I'm really concerned about, you know, a, a parent who sends their child to, you know, Cal 
and uh, you know now you have games that, that are in North Carolina now. So mm-hmm. I mean, can you travel there? Are you willing to travel there? Maybe you have work the next day. But I think uh, that part of it wasn't really thought through. I think the money money part of it is most definitely uh, paramount in the decisions that are being made uh, with this realignment. Look, college football's always been about money. They were just better at hiding it than the NFL because they hid behind the NCAA and amateurism and all that other BS. It's really been about money since day one. You know that. I know that. Okay, and it's interesting. You make some some fun points here, interesting points. What about Oregon playing in Piscataway, New Jersey against Rutgers? Maybe it's an early morning game. Maybe that's like 5 a.m. or all. It'd be more like 7 or 8 a.m. West Coast to East Coast if they're playing 11 a.m. on the on the East Coast or something like that or a night game. You know, yeah. you got Rutgers going to Oregon. Maybe pl- they play at 7 or 8 at night, but that's like 11 or midnight their time, plus yeah. travel, plus, plus parents see them. I think it's awesome because we're going to get to see new matchups. I think we lose rivalries. I think there's pluses and minuses. My next question for you is kind of two-part. Did you ever see what is now the Pac-2, okay, basically dissolving, which is what's happening to the old Pac-12 conference? And do you think the ACC will actually survive? That's why they're adding, like, SMU and their Cal and Stanford. They're trying to survive. So did you ever see this happening to the Pac-12? And will the ACC be able to avoid what happened to the Pac-12? Uh, actually, not at all. As far as the Pac-12 is concerned, man, you, when you think about the history of uh, it going from Pac-8 to Pac-10 to Pac-12, I mean, some heavy hitters that were in that conference for a very long time. You have, you know, the SCs, you have the UCLA's, their rival game against each other, the Battle of L.A. And just think of the names that have played at those schools. You have Heisman Trophy winners, uh, guys who have went on to long professional careers that have attended those institutions. Uh, and to see just the whole you know, the 12 of it just dissolved right before our eyes. I mean, it's, it's amazing to see. Uh, but at the same time, like you mentioned, you know, we lose rivalries, but at the same time, you gain new rivalries. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's going to be interesting to see uh, just how uh, the addition of, uh, of, of teams like SC teams or programs like UCLA and how they fit into uh, the Big Ten, considering uh, the demographic of where they are. But, you know, it, it, it's, it, it's what it is, Adam. Um, hopefully uh, the game doesn't lose its luster because I'm truly a college football fan. I can't wait to when it starts every year. I like rushing home to watch college football. Um, but, uh, you know, just the, just everything with, that's happening. And the second part of your, your question, which was, I mean, I kind of went off on that first one. but No, you're good. Will the ACC survive? Will, unlike will the ACC well, survive? I yeah. mean, Football wise, uh, you know, it's 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 hanging right now. I mean, I think you you're mm-hmm. hearing the rumblings of some schools, some powerhouse schools uh, like Florida State that had that yep. used to be an independent uh, and, and they probably feel like they can you know, remain an independent in certain sports, football, particularly, uh, you know, wanting probably wanting out. I mean, you know, it's not basketball all year round for the ACC. And unfortunately, you know, you have some heavy hitters, your heavy hitting football teams looking elsewhere to probably park their car. For sure. You make some great points. And Jeff Turn, my co-host on this show, he's a disgusting Miami fan. He brings that annoying Miami helmet out every single show. And who knows, one day maybe Miami is in the SEC or maybe yeah. they're traveling up to Ann Arbor and playing Michigan in November. That would actually be interesting to see. I'd actually be excited to see 
something like that. All right, real quick, ladies and gentlemen, make sure you see what our friends at Jacobs at Seed Company are all about. Your healthy hybrid advantage farmers. Thank you for watching the Big Ten show. This show does not happen without you fine folks, but we can give you more than great Big Ten coverage. All right, we can help you with your fields. Go to jacobsatseed.com. That's jacobsatseed.com. Jacobs at Seed, your healthy hybrid advantage. All right, let's talk Big Ten specifically now, okay? Who are Obviously, everyone's going to point to Michigan, Ohio State, Penn State. My good buddy Jeff picked Iowa to win the Big Ten this year, so I give him relentless crap about that. All right, who's your favorite to win the Big Ten? If, you know, we're early on. We don't know a lot just yet, but just for fun. Who, who's your early pick to win the Big Ten this year, Isaac? Well, the Big Ten, uh, you know, it's kind of dear to my heart. I mean, coming out of high school, I, I went to high school in, in South Florida. Uh, ended up signing a, a letter of intent to attend Purdue University. So I, mm -hmm. I always peek over at the Boilermakers just to see what they're doing uh, and how they're working out. Uh, as far as 2023 is concerned, um, I think the big dog in the Big Ten is obviously Michigan. And I think, you know, Harbaugh is turning it around just from a recruiting standpoint, uh, getting his true style of player into the program. And it's starting to produce fruit right now. So I think he has the number of, 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 of quite a few other programs. I think he's had the number of Penn State for a while, and he has the number of, of Ohio State right now. So um, I give all my Big Ten former teammates crap. Uh, you know, I normally call it uh, uh, the Big Two plus, plus eight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, uh, but, yeah, I think Michigan is, is the guy, is the team to beat right now in, in the Big Ten. I think everybody's going to be gunning for him. I think there are problems at Ohio State at the quarterback position right now. I don't think they're very comfortable at that position and probably be looking to upgrade it some kind of way as best they could. It's kind of surprising, you know, with the whole NIL thing, you mm -hmm. know, being in effect that programs like that don't have quarterbacks. You know, you should always have a quarterback. You should have the next man up. Look at what Alabama's struggling at quarterback right now. Some other teams that are struggling. I think it should never happen at Michigan. It should never happen at uh, at Ohio State and other prominent uh, programs that are in the Big Ten. You should have uh, above-average quarterback play uh, as far as the NIL is concerned. So if I had to put a, put a crown on a, on a team or a program currently right now as far as football is concerned, it had to be Michigan. All right, so who's the – I'll use a wrestling, pro wrestling term. Who's the number one contender to take down Michigan? Ohio State, Penn State, Iowa, somebody I haven't mentioned. What are your thoughts on that? Well, I think the Hawkeyes, you know, they always come with a very strong defense. Mm -hmm. I, I think I think offensive play is 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 mostly you know their if their issues. Uh, but I don't I don't think anyone other than Penn State this year will give you know Michigan that game that makes makes them scratch their head and say you know what we got to adjust to what's what's been happening probably in the first half and come out a little differently and uh, perform. Better. I think Penn State is that team. Uh, no disrespect to Ohio State, but I think Penn State and what they what they what they bring to the table will be the one to try and knock Michigan off the throne. All right, let's talk about a couple of Big Ten games this weekend. Iowa, you brought them up, and Penn State. They actually play this Saturday. Now, Penn State, I believe. Let me check my notes here. Fourteen and a half point wow. favorite. Okay, uh, they're playing the Hawkeyes, and we'll get to Ohio State, Notre Dame, of course, here right after that. What are your thoughts on Iowa, Penn State? You may have given it away, but who do you think is going to win? What are the keys to that game? 
Well, I think Penn State will win it. I mean, uh, spoiler alert. I just think yeah. that you know they're they're a little bit more uh, athletic offensively. Uh, I think uh, from a standpoint of of imposing their will on the Hawkeyes. Um, not sure where the game is being played this weekend, but um, I, I think these I think those guys that go out they they play a, a style of defense, a to, the totality of the team offensively. Uh, defensively, I think Penn State has just a little bit more than the Hawkeyes have. And I said, mentioned earlier that Hawkeyes have to get it together. I think there's an identity that has to be created uh, on their offense, you know, in order to really get the train moving. Um, I think defensively, they always stand up. I think they always want to be a run first offense and, uh, you know, that with their history of offensive linemen. But I don't think it's there yet. So 14 points, maybe 10 uh, for Penn State. I think they'll win by 10 but I think it would be pretty easy this weekend. All right. Two more questions. Second to last one here, Notre Dame, Ohio State. This is an intriguing matchup. I love that it's in South Bend. I love that Ohio State's – they probably got more talent, but they got more questions at the quarterback position. What are your thoughts? Who do you got, Buckeyes, Irish? Well, uh, you know, my my, my guy, big old Orlando Pace, he probably won't like this, but uh, (laughs) I'll say this – I think this is a revenge game. I mean, from last year, uh, it was a close game last year. Uh, the two programs going at it. I think uh, Notre Dame have has uh, Ohio State where they want them this year at home uh, with, with a team uh, and a quarterback, Hartman, coming from uh, Wake Forest. I think I think the guy can play, and I think this is the very reason he's at Notre Dame this year to win games like this at home in the comforts of home. So I think I think. Ohio State goes down, and Notre Dame wins pretty convincingly. I think, you know, the quarterback issues over with the Buckeyes right now is going to be glaring this weekend. I think uh, uh, the, the the Irish can get after the quarterback, and they may confuse the young guy. I mean, I think – yeah, I don't think it will be good for the Buckeyes this weekend. Golden Domers, man. All right, man. Last question, as previously promised. All right, have fun with it. And you got any embarrassing – I think we only crossed over for a year. I think you were there my rookie yeah. year. I could be wrong, yeah. and I think you went to the Niners. I was relatively quiet back then, but if you've got any embarrassing stories about yours truly, go ahead and have at it, my friend. Well, Adam, I'll tell you what, man. I can't embarrass you, man. I mean, it was, <laughs> it was a point where, you know, you know, we, we had some highs. We had some lows. 2007 was a, was a very interesting football season for myself and you. It was your introduction to the National mm-hmm. Football League. Um, you know, I knew you were just getting your feet wet, you know, hopefully you had some veteran, some veteran leadership that taught you how to be a pro, uh, like I had when I was a rookie, but as far as embarrassing, man, I, I can't embarrass you, man. I think, I think oh, okay. you did a great job. I think you came in, you played hard. Uh, you, you can tell that you were tutored, tutored well in college, which I think is missing right now in the college ranks. I mean, I think guys are coming a little underprepared. Uh, as far as being a professional on and off the field. But I think you had it, man. So, um, you know, nothing but the best to you. And I appreciate you having me on your show. I appreciate you joining me. And I have one quick Isaac Bruce story. It's not embarrassing, good, bad, or otherwise. I just, it's what I remember. Our second preseason game was at Oakland. Okay. And we were getting ready to go out. And you, and I was, I was not ready for this at that point. And maybe you were trying to give me that nudge. You pulled me aside. I don't know if you remember this. And you said, Adam be a leader out there and I remember in my mind thinking dude I'm a rookie I've switched positions I'm trying to my head's spinning 
But at the same time, I was like, this is freaking Isaac Bruce. I should listen to him. So that's my one Isaac Bruce story that I have was you trying to get me to be more of a leader. And I was trying to just process the NFL. So anyways, man, it's been 16 years. Let's let's not let that amount of time go in between our uh, gatherings again. And thank you for joining me, my friend. Absolutely. Appreciate you, man. Thank you. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that was my former teammate, Isaac Bruce, who was all too kind to me for coming on the show, for joining us. And at the end of the show, man, I gave him I gave him an open door and he was really, really nice to me. Isaac, the consummate professional. But let's talk a little bit more Big Ten football because there's obviously you got the two big games, Iowa, Penn State. You got Notre Dame versus Ohio State. I'll give my preview, my prediction, my thoughts, the over, the under, the spread, all that good stuff. But we got five games that stood out to me this weekend from the Big Ten. A couple of teams, you know, they're taking the weekend off. They're going to sit at home on their rear ends on the couch watching football, even eating mama's cookies or whatever they're going to do on their bye week. I hope they get rested, healthy, and ready for the rest of the season. But let's talk about the five games that stand out, stand out to me the most from Big Ten play this weekend. All right, Rutgers and Michigan State. All right, Michigan State, two and one. Nobody thinks too much of them so far going forward. Jeff actually dropped him in his power rankings this past Sunday on our show. If you missed that show, go back and check it out. I actually supported him dropping them, but we'll see what happens. Rutgers is 3-0, and all right? They're averaging 32 points per game. Michigan, I'm sorry. Yes, they're actually both teams are averaging now that I can finally read my handwriting 32 points a game. Rutgers is giving up an average of, I'm sorry, this is Michigan. I'm talking about the wrong team here. Rutgers versus Michigan. All right, Rutgers is averaging 32 points a game. So is Michigan. Michigan State's playing Maryland. That's coming up next. Opponents points per game. Rutgers has given up 10. Michigan, they are stingy. Five points a game. Rutgers averaging 211 rush yards per game. Michigan actually less. That blue-collar, smash-mouth brand of football that Harbaugh likes to play, I mean, they're still averaging 157 rush yards a game, but less than Rutgers, which was surprising. But Michigan's averaging 250 pass yards a game, whereas Rutgers is averaging 136. Michigan's a 24-point favorite. All right, now before the season, Jeff and I both looked at Rutgers and said this isn't even a Power 5 roster. And then all of a sudden, we're moving Rutgers up the power rankings each and every week based on their performance because performance matters. But Michigan's a 24-point favorite. The over-under is 44-and-a-half. Take Michigan to win the game. I do have Rutgers with the points if you're a betting man or woman, okay, and I would take the over. Next game, Maryland. Now we're talking Michigan State. Now, this is a Maryland team. They're coming into the season. I had my eyes on to begin with. They're a team I'm like, man, their offense can do some things. They, they're a team to watch, and they've looked good so far, okay, Early on in the season, it's Michigan State. Okay, I got ahead of myself a little bit earlier. They're two and one. They're a team. It's it's a tumultuous season so far. Okay, Mel Tucker's got things going on. They just got Molly Wap shellaxed, and then and the rear ends whipped sideways by sideways by a very good Washington Huskies football team. And Maryland scoring twenty nine points a game. Michigan twenty eight. Maryland's defense has been a little bit stingier, giving up thirteen a game. Michigan State giving up twenty one. Maryland's favored by seven and a half. Anytime you see a seven and a half. It's hard. That half makes the difference if you're a betting person. I have Maryland. Okay, the over-under is 52-and-a-half. I have Maryland with the points in the over. All right, Louisiana Tech, Nebraska. And here's why Nebraska's on here. Yeah, Homer, give me this, give me that, whatever. Okay, Nebraska could become interesting if they find a quarterback. Their season could look way different if they hadn't turned the ball 84, over 84,000 times. Okay, if they found a quarterback who can take care of the ball, regardless of who that is, they might become more interesting to watch for the general Big Ten fan. Let's move quickly. Nebraska is a 19 and a half point favorite. Okay. I would take Nebraska. I would take Louisiana Tech. 
with the points, though, okay, the over-under is 47.5 with Nebraska this year. Always take the under. I will say this. If you want more of a full breakdown on this particular game, check out my other show, The Character Chronicles. Okay, you can go to characterchronicles.com where all your football hopes and dreams will come true. All right, let's get to the two big games of this weekend in the Big Ten. You've got Iowa. you got Penn State. All right, Isaac did a great job talking about these games, given his prediction. Let's dive into it. Maybe I agree, maybe I don't. I mean, he's the Pro Football Hall of Famer, but it is my show and Jeff's, but Jeff's taking the day off. All right, number 24, Iowa plays number seven, Penn State. I am surprised that Penn State's actually ranked behind Ohio State because they're number six. Okay, but that's that's that preseason ranking thing influencing the current rankings. But this weekend, it could straighten itself all out. Points per game. Iowa's averaging 28. Man, this past weekend where they put up, what was it, 41, 42, really, really held baby Ferentz in his job security, at least to this point. Penn State's averaging 44 points a game, 262 pass yards a game, 208 rush yards. Okay, and Iowa's averaging 169 pass yards, 151 rush yards. They are stingy on defense. They're only giving up 12 points per game. Penn State's giving up 12.3 to be specific for Iowa. Penn State's 11.7. Opponent, opponents pass yards a game. Iowa's got a good defense. They're giving up 189 and only 107 rush yards a game. Okay, Penn State's pretty good in their own right, only giving up 194 yards through the air and less than 197 on the ground. Penn State, all right, is a 14.5-point favorite. Okay, the over-under is 40. I was surprised a little bit by the spread on this. And the over-under, uh, I guess it's, it's, this is what happens when you have Iowa involved in a football game. I'm taking Penn State outright, but Iowa with the points, and it's that half, 14 and a half. Okay, my exact score prediction is Penn State 28, Iowa 14. So it's Penn State with the over, but Iowa with the points. All right, we got three minutes left in this fine program. Let's talk about the game of the weekend. College game day is going to be there. Okay, who knows? One day, maybe the Big Ten show could go on the road and people will be talking about where the Big Ten show is broadcasting from in the future. Until then, number nine, Notre Dame hosts number six, Ohio State. All right, Notre Dame. I mean, these are two, two offenses that score. All right, Notre Dame is averaging 46 points a game. The Buckeyes, 40. Pass yards, Notre Dame, 315. The Buckeyes, 321. Rush yards a game, Notre Dame's. Averaging 205, Ohio State 157. Now, Ohio State does have the advantage in the defensive department up to this point in the season. All right, they're giving up 6.7 points per game. That's pretty good. All right, the Irish, the, that fight, the fight in Irish, 11.8 points per game they're giving up. The opponents are only passing for 140 yards a game and rushing for 108 against Notre Dame. Ohio State's giving up 151 through the air, 83 on the ground. That's pretty good. All right, quarterback comparison. Sam Hartman, Isaac brought him up, okay? Now, in fairness to Kyle McCord, he just became the starter, so some of these stats are a little skewed. Also, in fairness to Sam Hartman, Kyle McCord did not earn the starting job until last last week, so I think these these stats are fair to look at. All right, Sam's on the season, 1,061 pass yards, 15 TDs. Kyle McCord, 815 pass yards, 6 TDs. All right, real quick. Before I give you my final thoughts on this game, I want to give one last shout out and make sure you see what our friends at Jacobson Seed Company are all about. Your healthy hybrid advantage. Farmers, thanks for watching the Big Ten show, but we can give you more than great Big Ten coverage. We can help you with our with your fields. Go to jacobsonseed.com. Jacobson Seed Company, your healthy hybrid advantage. All right. Notre Dame's 4-0 coming into this weekend. 
they played Central Michigan, NC State, Tennessee State, Navy. At least they got tested a little bit by NC State. Ohio State really has no real tests so far this year. Pretty soft schedule so far. Western Kentucky, Youngstown State, and a, a struggling Indiana team. The spread, Ohio State's fight favored by three. The over-under is 55 and a half. Here's my thoughts. Ohio State has more overall talent and a better defense. Notre Dame has the better quarterback, home field advantage, and they're just more physical. So I'm with Isaac on this. I don't know that the Irish win going away. We'll see. Okay. It's kind of like Ohio State's been more talented than Michigan the past two years, but Michigan goes in and they play bully ball, especially in the fourth quarter, and that has made Michigan the better team, football team, and that's going to make Notre Dame the better football team this weekend. Notre Dame outright take the under, and I do think it's going to be a little bit uglier because Ohio State's quarterback may not play great. Ohio State plays really good defense. Okay, It's going to be a little bit uglier, low scoring, but an exciting football game. All right, as my friend Jeff Turn would say, all right, smooth surgery, all right, speedy recovery to your wife. I look forward to seeing you soon. Another page is turned on the Big Ten show. I'm the almost famous Adam Carricker, and Jeff Turn, nobody's ever heard of him. Look forward to seeing you next time, Jeff, on the Big Ten show. All right, ladies and gentlemen, the Big Ten Show is brought to you by Bookmaker. Check out our friends at bookmaker.eu. Great parlays, teasers, straight bets, and more. Easy ways to deposit with huge bonuses and easy payouts. Bookmaker.eu. Tweet at bookmaker underscore EU when you sign up, and they will get you a $100 free bet just for signing up. Bookmaker.eu.